0: Hello everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Kay Thompson and this is a lesson in real estate. Today's lesson is one that I believe is coming at a great time for many people as they contemplate whether or not to move um, during the new year. Often people are optimistic at this time of year because they are looking forward to getting their taxes And so they'll have this little windfall, or in some cases a big windfall, and they're going to be you know, exploring their options as to whether or not to keep renting the home that they're living in, move to a new rental, or to pursue the purchase of a new home. For the purposes of today's lesson, we will discuss the most common types of home loans that exist in our country and what the general qualifications are to obtain these loans. Now, Often we hear the terms FHA and conventional loan, but we don't often hear, you know, why those terms are called what they're called and um, how, you know, they're um, supported in, um, in in our country. And so I would like to break these terms down for you um, as it really is the first step into um, understanding how they work for the um, usual purposes of giving you solid information that you can go back and look up for yourself after this broadcast. Um, you can go to a wonderful website that has a plethora of great information about mortgage financing on it. And I'm using um, some definitions from this site as, a, as at this point in the program, because I believe that they explain in the most simplest of terms, what each of the uh, loan types that I'm gonna share with you are and and what the, um, the components of them is. The website is called Free and Clear, and the website URL is www.freeandclear.com. So let's start with the term conventional home loan. What is a conventional home loan? Um, Simply put, a conventional home loan is one that is not backed or insured by the U.S. government. And then a non-conforming home loan, is one that is backed by um, the U.S. government, specifically FHA, VA, USDA, those people. Um, There are different types of both conforming and non-conforming loans. Each loan type has different qualifications um, to be able to obtain it. And while we don't have enough time to go through each tenant of every loan type, Um, I can share with you some of the basic components and requirements of each so that you can better understand you know what they are when you set about uh, being able to go about purchasing and or selling or your house so there are um, like I said different types and the first type that we're going to discuss is you know the conforming mortgage it is um, Just that's just what it is. It's just a simple conforming mortgage, and these loans are available to purchase um, single family properties and multifamily properties between one and four units. Um, The loan amount limit in the 48 contiguous states as of this year is $548,250. So, what that means is If you qualify, you can get one of these loans that would be valued up to that amount. And of course, there's, you know, lending stipulations that you would have to comply to in order to be able to get that. But basically, that means that that's the most a person could borrow um, for this loan. Now, if you're wondering what the contiguous, you know, 48 contiguous states are, that's very simple. Those are the states that are connected, basically the the mainland of the United States. As you realize, we do have, you know, two states that are islands, um, one or or peninsula, I should say. And Alaska is is one such um, state and Hawaii is the other one. Um, This particular loan is also available in um, two of our territories, which would be the U.S. Virgin Islands and Guam. Now, For those um, 48 contiguous states, I just shared the um, loan limit with you. And in the states that are not contiguous and that are territories, so that would be Alaska, Hawaii, Guam, and the U.S. Virgin Islands, the loan limit is more. It's $822,375. And again, I want to stress that these are just the loan limits for this year. The loan limits are subject to change, and they often do. So you want to make sure to go to that website I just mentioned, freeandclear.com. You can go to fha.gov. You can go to um, hud.gov, usda.gov, va.gov, and each one of those um, sites would tell you what the current loan limits are at the time, you know, based on when you're looking. Now, if you need a home loan that exceeds the limits that I just mentioned, uh, you know, uh, um, um, conforming, you know, mortgage, there is an option of a jumbo conforming um, mortgage loan. And while these loans exceed the loan limits that I just mentioned, um, they they can exceed them. They cannot be. Um, higher than or exceed the loan limits that are set by the counties um, with higher co- housing costs in the area that you want to purchase your home. So even though you can get more than say the 548 250 or the 822 uh, 375 in the county that you want to be in, um, you have to make sure that what you're borrowing in order for it to be considered a conforming mortgage is still going to be below those Um, individual county loan limits that are set for the area that you want to live in. Um, The other thing that I'd like to point out with these is that um, down payment assistance programs are typically not available for those um, higher loan limits. There are other types of loans um, such as the non-conforming jumbo mortgage. Um, You can get a non-conforming jumbo mortgage Um, That is a mortgage that is exceeding the loan limits in your county. Um, And then there is the non-owner occupied mortgage, um, which is basically used by investors. They have each um, each of them have different terms and conditions. And you can learn more about them by going to those sites that I just mentioned, FHFA.gov, fha.gov hud.gov va.gov or usda.gov next we will discuss the non-conforming home loans or those that are backed by the government such as the fha loan the va loan and the usda loan these loans are developed for helping families with low or moderate incomes to obtain the dream of home ownership these programs have often um, Low down payment requirements. But on the other hand, they do require buyers to pay more upfront costs in order to be able to secure the loan. FHA loans um, is one of the most commonly used, and it's the one that we hear about the most. DFHA loan will give qualified home buyers up to 96.5% of the purchase price of a home um, that they want to purchase, as long as they are meeting the other guidelines required, um, like debt to income ratio requirements, credit score, and other factors. Any individual factors that your lender may impose it, um, on you would also apply. Um, The program does allow for lower credit scores. Actually, FHA says you can have a 500 credit score. Um, That's the lowest that they would um, accept, but you definitely have to have a down payment with that. And you also would have to be able to find a lender that's willing to take a risk um, on giving you such a loan with the 500 credit score. So I strongly urge um, that when you get ready to start looking for your home, that you want to at least um, make sure that you're somewhere between 580 and 640 and in the states that I'm currently licensed in which is Tennessee um, Mississippi and Arkansas um, a lot of lenders do require you to be at at least 640 um, so that's you know 640 would be the golden number um, that's usually the, um, the minimum credit score that you would need for down payment assistance programs as well now the next two loan types USDA and VA work a little bit differently from the FHA loan in the fact that they offer 100% financing. The USDA um, loan does have a little caveat. It's offered by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The loan is also available to low and moderate income families. Like I said, it's a 100% um, loan, so you don't need a down payment. However, the buyer must purchase a home in an area that USDA deems as being eligible. So you can go to usda.gov. You have to know the address that you're checking, um, that you're wanting to check. And then you can use, they have a little um, tool on their website that you can check to make sure that the home that you're interested in is in the, you know, is, is deemed eligible um, in an eligible area by USDA. And um, if it is, then that means you qualify for the, um, for the financing. Otherwise, you will not be able to use a USDA loan. Um, they're also upfront mortgage fees um, and mortgage insurance fees known as guarantee fees that are associated with the USDA loan. So you want to ask um, a qualified loan representative about that. Now, the VA loan is backed by the Veterans Administration. So obviously you have to be a veteran in order to um, take advantage of, the, of this particular loan. Um, as previously noted, it is a loan that offers 100% financing, so that means there's no down payment. Um, mortgage rates on VA loans can be less sometimes than those that are um, available for conventional mortgages, but applicants may be required to pay a one time upfront funding fee depending on their disability rating with the VA. The VA loan technically doesn't have a, um, a minimum credit score requirement, but most lenders do require that the VA applicant meets a certain credit score requirement in order to help mitigate the possibility of, um, uh, mitigate the risk factors, you know, giving the, for giving the loans to the applicant, depending on, you know, their individual um, situation. And let me point out um, right here that um, your down payment and closing costs are two separate things. So when you're talking to a, a loan professional you want to be asking them how much would your down payment be as well as asking them an estimate for your closing costs. Um, so now that I've explained some basic tenets of each of the most common loan programs now we can discuss you know some um, issues or things regarding the minimum score requirements. I I would like you to, uh, like I said, keep in mind that the minimum score requirements that I'm sharing at this time have been set by the administrators of the aforementioned programs. Um, And they are really a general baseline for lenders to approve or deny mortgages. But lenders can use their own minimum credit score requirements to mitigate their risk for loss. So just because FHA says, "Hey, we'll insure a loan with uh, for a person with a 500 credit score." Doesn't mean that the lender has to give you a loan if you have a 500 credit score. They actually have their own checks and balances in place because, of course, lenders are in the business of making money, just like everyone else. So they have to mitigate and and, and look at your individual situation and determine, you know, if they want to take a risk on you. If you have, you know, questionable um credit um conforming mortgage guidelines state um that a loan could be issued if the applicant meets a credit score of at least um between 620 and 680 the 680 credit score is the minimum requirement for obtaining a conforming jumbo mortgage so you cannot risk get a jumbo mortgage A jumbo conforming mortgage, if your credit score is 590, if it's 640, it must be at least a 680. And that is from uh, that comes from the administrators of, you know, the program. So even on top of that, your lender that you're using could require you to have a higher score in an effort to help mitigate their uh, risk for loss. These loans usually also require 3% down and other lender requirements must be met before you can secure the loans. For FHA loans, the minimum credit score is 500, as I just mentioned, with at least $500 down, dollar down payment. And it's 580 if you're looking to put down between 3 to 5%, a 3.5% to 10% of the purchase price um, of the home that you want you know, up. So um, this loan also has a mortgage insurance premium. There is no getting around that with FHA um, that you would have to make a payment up front at closing costs for, as well as have monthly payments um, attached to your mortgage that will exist throughout the life of the loan. Um, So for some conventional mortgages, um, some people would have what they call private mortgage insurance. You can um, there are ways that you can you know, um, not have to pay the mortgage um, private mortgage insurance on the conventional loans for the life of the loan. Uh, But that is not the case with these FHA loans. Now for VA loans, um, the Veteran Administration, as I stated before, doesn't set a specific loan requirement, but they do allow the lenders to do that. So, you know, most lenders want you to have at least a 620 before they give you a VA loan. Now, next we'll discuss what items are typically needed, Um, when you're ready to apply for either one of these loans. Most lenders require that the applicant provide the following items in order to qualify. Please keep in mind though, that every borrower's situation is different and additional items may be required to process your loan applications. Most traditional lenders, however, will ask you to provide the following, a completed loan application, which gives them permission to pull your credit, And look at your credit score and your history. You would need two years tax returns, your last two months bank statements, your last um, two months worth of check stubs, your driver's license or state ID, and a social security card. Now, these are just the the minimum things that you would need to, to apply. Based on your individual situation, the lender may require other documents. Now, usually if you have completed the loan application and you've met the uh, preliminary lender qualifications, then you can be issued a pre-approval letter. Usually the pre-approval letter will tell you as a borrower what the lender will loan you to purchase a home. Some pre-approval letters will have your loan type and the interest rate that you're paying and an annual percentage rate. Now, here's where I would like to include a a little caveat regarding your pre-approval letter. The pre-approval letter is not a guarantee that you will get your loan. There are usually certain conditions that you have to meet for the lender in order to get the approval for your loan to actually close. So you want to make sure that you're working very closely with your lender to understand what those things are and that you're not doing anything to jeopardize your ability to be able to close at the end. Most lenders are going to check your credit at the beginning of the process to give you the pre-approval letter, and then they're going to check it right before you close to make sure that you haven't lost a job, had a significant loss of income, you haven't gone and you know done something to your credit that's going to put you out of the running for being able to you know secure the loan and things of that nature. So you want to make sure that you work real close with your lender and even your real estate um, agent, professional to understand what those things are for you specifically. Also, um, I would like to point out that if you're using USDA or VA loans, which offer 100% financing, that doesn't mean that you don't need um, closing costs. Now, your down payment and closing costs, as I stated before, are two separate costs. You can either negotiate with the seller to try and get some of or all of your closing costs paid. If you qualify, you can also take advantage of any down payment assistance programs that may be available in your local area to help with down payments should you need that. While it's not required in most states, real estate professionals strongly urge that you speak with a loan officer first to determine what you can be offered in terms of financing and to get that pre-approval letter before you go out and search for a home. Taking the steps to determine the right loan type, interest rate, and amount you can qualify for um, first, can keep you from looking at homes that are outside of your price range and falling in love with this home that you cannot buy. It also helps your um, real estate professional to understand how to negotiate for you. Um, most real estate professionals are not paid by the hour. So they want to be sure that you know you are able to um, get the homes that they're presenting to you um, as, once you find one that you like. So it's it's a very good idea to employ you know, the services of a real estate agent to help you with determining which homes would best suit your, the needs of you and your family. Um, and in a lot of cases, um, a real estate agent works with the lender that can help you to get started with the home buying process right away and that, you know, they work together so they understand, you know, what it may take for a, a person in your particular situation to get approved. Um, so that keeps you from shopping a bunch of lenders and, you know, um, trying to figure out things on your on your own. I strongly suggest that if you are looking for a lender that you find one that's local to the area. Um, that you want to move in into. So, and what I mean by that is, if you're moving out of state from one state to another state, I would probably try to find a loan officer that understands what's going on in the state that I'm moving to, as well as a realtor because they're going to be able to tell you about any programs that are available. They are the ones who actually have their eyes and ears, you know, in the market and on the ground, so that they could, t- you know, they can tell you what things that you could do to you know be able to secure um, the loan that you want well that's our lesson for today guys and you know I hope that you can take this information and um, that you're able to use it to have an extraordinary home buying experience for your first or your next home and with that being said I'd like to thank you so so much for joining me again my name is Kate Thompson and this is a lesson in real estate until next time take care of each other Take care of yourself and stay safe. Goodbye now.